the incomparable and oh, really a slice of genius himself, Neil Kulon. I am here in uh, a, a survival mode, I think, at this point. I'm going on 48 hours after the, the latest Steelers um, <clears throat> effort uh, that they put on Sunday. It's been, it's been rough. It's been rough, but I made it. Well done. Uh, you have always been a survivor. Uh, hey, is it too early to say that this team isn't very good, or after three games, is it is it just too early to make that kind of pronouncement? Um, it, it's hard to come back from what we've seen over three games, and it, I'll, I'll start by saying that I understand that they're one and two and three games means there's 14 games left. Putting together those three games in which, one, by all fairness, you can argue that uh, they, they really were able to win it because they blocked a punt and ran it back for a touchdown, something that happens once every three or four years for them. You take that away, they very easily could be 0-3. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even argue that they probably should be 0-3 because it's not as if their, their offense played at a level that it's been any different, uh, you know, over the next two games that they played their defense was, but then they turned into, to, you know, a, a walking mash unit. And from there they've subtracted any and all depth that they've had. And we've talked about this a bunch. The only way this team was going to make a significant run at anything was going to be if they got above average uh, health. And that thought went out the window five quarters into the season. So they're they're hurt enough that it's going to be detrimental to them moving forward. Um, it, it, depth is going to be a problem, and that that's really it was kind of a premium going into this offseason. I mean, take the offensive line that that's kind of where everyone's starting right now. Uh, they signed three offensive linemen mm-hmm. this this offseason. Nobody seems to remember that they addressed the offensive line plenty. They drafted two of them and signed three others. They had to replace a lot of guys on the offensive line. Some were, if, if you want to call the Castro situation um, by their choice or necessity, I, I don't know. We can get into arguments about that either way. I just know that, that David DeCastro is not signed anywhere right now. He's still not playing. Right. Uh, Marquise Pouncey retired. I would give it even to six to five that, that he would have been released anyway. Maybe he wouldn't have, considering what the line was going to have to go up against. But his cap situation wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. He was not a very good player last year at the end. We saw that. But I didn't expect this either. Um, But Kendrick Green's been worse. That's a problem. That's also a rookie that you took in the third round with a a very largely stated desire to have him start from day one. You don't draft guys in the third round expecting them to start very often. That's not usually a good thing for a team that, according to the fan base, isn't rebuilding. I don't know how else you could describe it. Um, they had to draft starters and high-end contributors with most of their picks this year, which is what we're seeing. Um, they're, they're at a point that what we've seen, what they've had to do to get here, is enough to, to think that, I don't know what the solution is, except maybe there isn't a solution. This is just what the team is. Yeah. And I think not in that, not in that context, but I think this is a lot of what Mike Tomlin said today at his press conference. Um, it, it, it's, we don't have any you know, grand solution to this. We have what we have. We can't dramatically alter the team. That's pushing the panic button. I don't think they need to push the panic button. I think, to, to his point, he's right in the sense that they have to get a lot better at doing the things that they're doing. They're simply not good enough right now. 
Um, I think they will improve. I, I've banked on Mike Tomlin coach teams over the second half of, of seasons, most of his career, and you've usually cashed in on those bets. They're usually better uh, down the stretch than they are uh, early on in the season. Maybe that, that wasn't the case last year, but typically you get that a, a better level of performance the more reps that they get, the more coaching that they get. I think that's going to happen here. But I also said, you, you, you've heard me, this is a team that's going to have two three-game losing streaks yeah. and one four-game winning streak right. yep. at one point. Yep. They're going to be very up and down, and this is absolutely a down period for them. And it doesn't get any easier for him this weekend either. All right, so let's address Ben Roethlisberger now at this point. One of my bigger complaints about young quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, and I, I think of specific guys, you know, not just the rookies like like Wilson and Lawrence and Fields, but even a young guy like Daniel Jones of the Giants. You'll be faced with third down and ten, third down and twelve, and they'll just sit there and. They'll take the completion on some check down that gets them about five, you know, five or six yards shy of the first down. Uh, instead of hey, step up, look around, make a play, get it beyond the sticks. At the end of that game on fourth down, and I realize Najee Harris ended up with fourteen catches in the game. Ben Roethlisberger did that. I don't ever remember Ben Roethlisberger doing that ever. What did that? Wait, what I, did that tell you? I hate to say this because I, I don't like to, to suggest I know what a player is thinking, but in, in all honesty, watching that play, if Ben would have said, that's on me, I forgot what down it was, I'd have believed him because the decision was, was baseless. There's no reason for him to check down. He wasn't even pressured. Right, that's um, my point. When, what, that, that's my point about on, the young quarterbacks. Every time I look yeah. at them, they're not being pressured, but okay, okay, look what I did. I, I checked down. No, get the ball down the field. <laughs> you have to have that sense of urgency, and you, you have to know the situation. I mean, why are you going for it from your, your – where were they, the, the 16? Yeah. Something like that. Why are you going for it on fourth down in that situation? Yeah. I, I, honestly, the, the, I think it's just as plausible that he forgot what down it was mm-hmm. as, as anything else. If you think about it, he has no reason to do that in that situation, none whatsoever. He threw 58 times in that game. Three of them might have been uncontested, not pressured. That was one of them. It was a, a good blitz. Uh, I, I thought Cincinnati, would, what's not being uh, given a whole lot of credit to in this game, Cincinnati had a good defensive game plan. They did a great job. That, that's a good defensive team. Yes, it is. Um, they're getting better. You're going to see them playing some really good football this season. But it, the reality is it, it doesn't matter if the blitz is coming at that point. You've got to get the ball down the field. There's absolutely no point to you uh, throwing a three-yard gain there. Get it to the end zone. They pick it off. At least you know they only gain what five yards of territory on you. It's not that big of a right. deal, and you you gave your your team a shot at the end zone. Otherwise, you throw up to the three and hope they pick it off. That, that's that's yeah. a winning play for you at that point. Um, I I don't I, honestly I don't think that Ben is the type who makes those mistakes very often. It's not as simple as. Uh, many would suggest that it was a play call issue. There were four guys running vertical routes on that. Harris was the dump off. For Ben to go short immediately in that situation without any pressure, it, it's a lack of awareness of the situation that he was in. I, I honestly think he, he somehow or other blanked on what down it was. Um, I, I don't want to put that action on him. People make mistakes. Um, you're going to let Ben off the hook for a mental mistake here and there. He, he's played well enough over his career. I agree. Uh, as I, I've said a, a, a dozen and a half times on this, on this segment, uh, he, much smarter quarterback than, than he'll ever be given credit for. Ben knows what he's doing on a field. 
I really think that something got lost in that. That wasn't a play call issue. That was Ben getting the ball and dumping it off because he saw a blitz or something that you do on second or third down. To your point, the younger quarterback throwing short of the sticks because that's what the, the situation to him dictated at that moment. Don't turn the ball over. Live to fight another day. Every drive that ends with a kick is a positive drive. All that. It, that works on third down. Doesn't work on fourth down, obviously. So I think he just got lost in, in what the situation was. Um, they, there should have been a, a play made down the field. Right? And Ben will be the first one to say that. I, I right. think he kind of copped to that a little bit, but um, not good. It's not yeah. good and not a good situation right. in, in any area of, of the offense to have it come down to that demoralizing even. It, it, was, it was embarrassing. I think everybody saw that. Yeah. All right, so what's the injury situation look like? I mean, um... T.J. Watt, I mean, the only thing that worked for him last week was direct deposit. Uh, so. <laughs> it's cold. He, uh, he had a nice direct deposit, a lot better than mine. Yeah, he, no uh, from, from what Mike said today, and it really wasn't particularly insightful, which it usually isn't, um, it, it sounds like he'll practice, and the, the common cliche is he's going to let uh, practice participation be his okay. guide. We'll see how much Watt can get through. Um, soft, soft tissue injuries like that don't just come back. I know uh, he's going to be hampered by this to some degree most of this season. If they can get him through to the bye week right yeah. now, I think they'll be they'll be really excited uh, if if he's able to play at you know eighty five percent production. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to see that, but they can't go to Green Bay without T.J. Watt getting on the field. At, at this point, you, you have to. This is why you signed him. Um, I understand that there's a risk for the rest of the season, but you're you're staring at one and three. Um, you're already seven point underdogs uh, going on the road. You, you haven't looked good in offensively. You haven't looked good in three games. You're looking a lot worse defensively than than where you started. You have to get him out there. Uh, that, that's it's just that simple. So I, I would imagine we'll we'll see Watt giving it his best to, to get out there. Yeah. Uh, Chukwuma four uh, still in the concussion protocol. I'm not sure what the situation is going to be with him or how the Steelers are going to survive if even he can't play. Um, maybe it's maybe it's addition by subtraction. I'm not sure. I, I hope he's okay, but I, I, I thought he would play a lot better this season than he has. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, it's something that they're uh, continuing to monitor. Another practice participation will be our guide guy. Um, who else was there? I'm not sure. There are a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. The guys no, are of them. The IR guys. Uh, yeah. You have Stephon Tuitt, um, yeah. Zach Banner, and uh, Anthony McFarland. Of, of those players, you've got um, – Tom left the door open to that. He didn't really suggest that uh, they expected any of them to be brought off IR. Uh, they, they made a transaction today, apparently, that cut Jameer Jones and, and signed Derek Tuska from the practice right. squad to the active roster. So – um, if I would think if they were going to make a move with one of those players, they would have done that already today, but um, not a necessity. It's possible that they still could do that, but um, you know, Mike doesn't really get into to specifics. Everything I've heard is it wasn't all that expected that any of those players would come back after the, the mandatory three-week period, so maybe it's another week for them. Um, I'm not sure, but they, they definitely could use uh, all three of them for a variety of different reasons. What do you think of Najee Harris so far? Um, I think he's a rookie running back. I, I think he missed yeah. a couple opportunities in this game. To be fair, as as easy and you know kind of enjoyable in a way it is to to kind of rip on the offensive line, I thought they did all right at times yesterday. Yeah. I, I thought we saw a little bit more from them in the ground game. Najee just didn't trust it. 
he didn't run to the hole. Um, he, he ran like a college running back, I guess is the way that I would put it, which is you get to the line. If that hole is not the size of a Mack truck, I'm going to bounce it outside because I can out-athlete whoever they've got on the end and, and make a play upfield. I can get to the outside and, and, and you know get fast to the edge. You can't do that in the NFL. He had a couple times that I recall uh, going back and looking at it again, he had what I think would have been a hole for a three, four, five-yard gain, and he didn't take it. He hesitated. He bounced to the edge a little bit, uh, cut off any momentum that he had, and he didn't go anywhere. So it, it's not entirely a, a fault of the offensive line right now. Certainly they have you know, a, a good amount of, of the share of responsibility on it. Harris needs to learn to run like an NFL player. And that, that's true of every rookie running back. Mm-hmm. They don't come into the league at the level of Jim Brown. You know, they, they need to, to work. They need reps. Um, and they need film. He needs to take a look at that and say, this is, this is an open hole in the NFL. You need to get through that. You can't wait. You can't look at the line after you get the ball. You have to get through there. Um, they blocked the play well. It was a zone, an inside zone play that, that he had an opportunity to, to get upfield. And like I said, I'm not talking, you know, an 80 yard run or anything, but it could have been six, seven yards. And for an offense, it, it, at this point right now, Najee Harris has, I, I saw this stat today, 12 yards after contact right now. 12 yards yeah. after contact on 40 carries. If, if that's his number, any opportunity he gets where there is not two guys at the line of scrimmage when he gets the ball. He's got to be able to take that. And sometimes it's you have to have a short memory. You need to forget about the fact that you had a, a pretty high level of conflict uh, when you've received the ball most of the time in your NFL career. You've got to be able to step it up and, and make the plays your team needs you to make when you have the opportunity to make them. Um, that's rookie stuff, though. To be honest, if, if Javante Williams was the guy they drafted, I, I would probably find examples of that as well. There are things that they need to learn, the younger players. Um, I, I, I like what Najee did at times in the passing game. I don't think he's quite the receiver um, that they've sort of made him out to be. In other words, they, they honestly put off the idea that he's going to walk on the field and be Le'Veon Bell uh, immediately. They're going to give him the opportunity to do that, but can the offense sustain itself if he's the guy that's carrying everything? That answer to me is no, and, and we've seen it. I, I don't think the offense is good enough to handle running being their, their primary weapon. And that's why Ben Roethlisberger threw 58 times on Sunday. Yeah. Not a good stat at all. Harris, it, it, he's not going to be good enough to sustain a lot. And yes, the offensive line is a part of that as well. But generally speaking, he's the guy with the ball. He's, he's you know the, the one that you're going to be looking at. He's not generating enough offense um, to, in, in my mind. Uh, probably a little bit worse than I thought that he would be as a runner, but I'm encouraged about some things in the receiving game. He's made some nice plays in the open field. Um, You know, he's, he's putting the work in. I don't want to take that away from him at all. He hasn't had a a ton of opportunities and he's getting beat up and doing it. So at the very least he's earning his stripes. Uh, I, I do think honestly, he was more of a pick that they hoped could get them through this season at a reasonable level and improve from where they were last year. But I, I used to joke that, they had nowhere to go but up from where they were last year. But now they, they found a new low this year. And um, Harris, unfortunately, is the guy that, that's going to get a, a good chunk of the blame of that. Um, the jury's still out. I, I think he's done some things. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's still got work to do as a young player. And clearly the, the entire unit has a lot of work they need to do. When the letters change from SEC to NFL, you don't break as many tackles for some odd reason. How are the fans – reacting because you hear a lot of reaction how are they reacting to what they're seeing right now because they're not used to seeing this they're not used to seeing it 
at all. And generally speaking, I don't think the majority of them really expected this. Um, and I'll say this. I didn't think this was going to be a highly competitive team this year for a variety of reasons that we're, we're seeing on the field. Mm-hmm. They're really young. You can't draft you know, seven of eight guys that play significant snaps for you and expect to be good. It just doesn't work that way in the right. NFL. Uh, you need to build. You need to, to, to improve. You need that process. You need a couple training camps. And on top of that, the team needs a couple free agent periods probably if, if you're that low on, on personnel. That's where the Steelers are. It was just odd that they were drafting 24, needing to overhaul their entire offense. But that's the situation that they were in. So they had to spend all their picks early on guys that could get out on the field right away. You know, if anything, I would argue that that uh, Najee Harris was drafted because he's the guy at that spot that they could count on the most to carry an 85% snap count. In other words, he's barely ever going to come off the field. They know that about him. That's why they drafted him. They needed that guy this year to come in and play. Um, they've been woefully inadequate in finding you know, good running backs uh, through the draft up to that point. They, they had to, to kind of spend a premium on them. Um, fans didn't recognize that. They thought Najee Harris would create offense. He would be a, a monster three-down guy. Um, I, I didn't see that that was going to be the case. And a lot of the reaction I'm seeing is people who are, are legitimately surprised by that and surprised by a team that allegedly has all this talent on offense that can't score points. I, I don't think they're a talented offensive team, to put it mildly, and there, there really is no reason why people should have thought they were that talented. Um, so th- there is some frustration on their part, but honestly, I, I would think uh, the Steelers privately view this as you know kind of par for the course. They, they had to know that this was likely to happen, uh, and I think they embraced that because they need this sort of reboot to get things going, and Roethlisberger as far as bringing him back, it was not a let's win one more with Ben. It, it was a, a financial decision more than anything else. They, the dead money that he would have cost if they cut him, where they were drafting, the available talent and free agency, and the, the lack of cap space to go sign another quarterback if they cut Ben, he was their best option. It was Ben or it was Mason Rudolph. If you're going to sit and tell me that Mason Rudolph could navigate his way through this, this offense right now at a successful level – I'm I'm not sure which guy you're watching, but it, it, it wouldn't happen any better. So it, to me, I, I think Ben was the best option. And just from a legacy standpoint, you don't want to you don't want to cut Ben in that way. You right. know, he wanted to play another year. Right. You had a contract. I I don't have a problem with them doing that. I don't think they had a better option either. I think both of those things can be true, and that that's the situation that they're in. We really should not have expected this team to be. Uh, what it is right now. If anything, you know what, Steve, watching Ben, you know what it reminds me of? Phillip Rivers last year. Yeah. Same kind of thing. He really can't get the ball deep all that well. Right. He's smart, and he's capable of doing some things statistically that make you think that it's kind of working, but when the rubber meets the road, he just doesn't have the ammunition to, to, to fire right. uh, the way that he has in the past, and it, it's, you know, it, it's kind of over. Um, I don't think anybody doubts that this is Ben's last year now, uh, you hope it gets better for him, and you hope he makes it through all all seventeen games, except for Father Time. Father Time so far is only right now uh, in one area where it hasn't been completely defeated yet. That's Tom Brady. So, <laughs> all right, he's, he's pushing that narrative. He's pushing. Yeah, I know exactly. My friend, always great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Definitely. Thanks for having me.